Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Make Trades Great Again podcast. I'm Eric Ani. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I had a couple of weeks off. That felt good to kind of get some work done, but we didn't record. And it's just kind of, it was, I'm glad we're back at it. Yeah. It was a little weird. A little weird not having something to do early in the morning. It was weird. It was weird. So today we are going to talk about like organizing your van, your vehicle, job sites, things like that, right? Yep. We've got a message from Tom, one of our listeners. And uh, he said, you know, hey, can you guys talk about like some of the things you do to organize, some of the things you do to keep track of stuff on your on your vehicles and whatnot. So we thought we'd share what we do. Yeah. Well, or we're going to. You know, you might have really cool processes. I'm, I've been thinking about this now. So for like a week, since you brought it up, we talked a, a little while back, you know, cause we're talking like every day and I started thinking like, I don't really have like processes. And then I had to, you know, kind of write down some notes and stuff. And it got me thinking, I do have processes. I just never really put two and two together and like, you know, I've never talked about them with anybody. So like just how I operate, I guess I do kind of have some processes, but I bet you yours are, are going to be more interesting to me, at least. I don't think <laughs> mine are all that. Like, I don't know. They work for me. We'll see. We're uh, So either way, we're going to either teach somebody something or we're going to, you know, I'm thinking I will be uh, really putting it out there that I'm not as organized as, you know, I probably should be. We'll see. We'll see. I, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like mine are just like, ah, whatever, run, run what you brung. You know, here, here, here we are. Well, that's actually a good, so run what you brung. <laughs> that's like, so I did, I posted a video on my Instagram, mechanical hub Instagram the other day, uh, about a week or two ago, I had a call on the weekend for no heat and it was, a. Um, a uh, radiator in a basement had sprung a leak. The line, the pipe run into the radiator. And so flooded certain section of this basement out, no heat in the system, that kind of thing. And I had to run what I brung, right? Because I, I had to find this leak to start. That's That was step one. <laughs> then I had to tear open the wall and I had to realize like I didn't have everything I needed, exactly what I wanted, the fittings I wanted to make this repair. I had stuff on my van. I got it done and there's no reason to think that it's not just fine, but it wasn't as pretty and as nice as I had, uh, would have anticipated. So I ran what I brand brought brung. What? <laughs> you get it, right? <laughs> you get it. Well, so yep. uh, but I, my point of that little diet, that little aside story there is that I, I didn't have what I wanted because I wasn't keeping track of what I needed. And that's kind of what we need to talk about today. Right. All right. So you started off. How you got guys working for you? How are you guys keeping track of what is on the van and what is needed and how to replenish it? That kind of thing. So when I first hired Chris, I was like, okay, these are the things that I keep on my truck. You should do it too. Right. And then I don't know, six or eight months later, he's like, hey, I've got these things that you said I should keep on the truck that I've never used. Do you yeah. want them? Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. You know, and, and I knew better. I do better because I've, I've worked out of trucks before. I, I've worked out of other guys' trucks before. Yep. And you never have, like, I mean, everybody, I, I feel like everybody, every service technician kind of custom tailors their loadout in their truck, if you will. Certain guys are going to like Apollo fittings better than Vega, or certain guys are going to like, you know, having extra black nipples, um, uh, 
And I, for instance, have a little tiny Milwaukee organizer that has like close nipples, shoulder nipples, and sixes. That's all I carry. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because oh, I don't, I don't fit anything. Everything's got a flex on it. Yeah. So we we flex all of our appliances. So I've got enough stuff to build a dirt leg. That's all I need to build. That's the only fit, and I'm going to do. Maybe I'm yeah. going to throw a ninety on the bottom of the unit, but it's it's really simple things. Yeah. Now there again, here's here's the thing. If I had a nipple tray that had six of each size nipple on half and three quarter and one inch, like 90% of those nipples would never get used or that I would use them and then not replenish them because the only thing I buy is close shoulder and sixes. Yeah. Maybe I buy some threes. Sure. But when we're doing boiler work and whatnot, I'll go, you know, once, I don't know, every six months, I'll go buy a box of shoulder nipples and there's a, there's 25 shoulder nipples on the truck. When you say shoulder, you're saying like a half by inch and a half or something. I don't know if it's a code thing. I I, th- I think it is actually a fuel gas code, but locally, I know that we're not allowed to use, you know, street fittings and no close nipples on gas. Interesting. So, I, like I said, I don't know if that's a nas- uh, if that's a fuel gas code thing or if that's a local thing that somebody at one point had a leak on a close nipple and now they don't like close nipples. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? So, some of that stuff would be interesting to see where it tracked back to and find out that, you know, somebody didn't get all the the lucky stars and their lucky charms that morning and went like, you know what, screw it. I, we're not having any more close doubles. Yeah, no, it's it's always going to track back to some some half crazy, half cocked, angry white guy. Because that's like, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You, that's what it's going to be. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So you, so you, uh, so you start Chris off and he's, you know, your first employee first set first time you ever had another vehicle on the road and you i mean this is like early on you just said load up this this is what you need on your vehicle like you didn't you didn't hand them the keys to a vehicle that was fully stocked that you stocked for him and stuff you just like this is what i use this is what you need and you kind of hand in hand you work together load them up i'm sure right sure yeah i mean I, i was working by myself so i had extras of the things that i carry in my little at home shop Yep. And when I got started putting his truck together, it was like tools, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got these extras. Let's get all this stuff out of the shop that I might have because that's costs that I've already paid for. And I put that stuff on his truck and then he hires on and he goes, oh, don't put anything on the truck because, you know, I'll, I'll, I want to put the stuff that I use on there. Yeah. And so, OK, that makes sense, you know. Yep. And anyway, I mean, even to this day, I don't I try not to tell my guys a here, here's what I want you to use. Now, if there's certain parts that were are job specific, sure, that's totally different. Yeah. But if they're going to go, hey, you know, I like to do my shower valves with, uh, you know, the little Sioux Chief stub out elbow for the tub spout. Okay, great. Go buy some. Yeah. You stock those. You know, if that's what, if that's what you like to trim out your tub spouts with or your shower valves with, then great. Let's do that. Where some guys like to put a drop ear in the wall and stub it out with a nipple. I'm okay with that too. Wow. I don't, I, it doesn't doesn't really matter how you stub it out. If you're comfortable with it, it's not going to leak, and you're going to be able to trim it out. And the trim kit that we got coming is going to actually fit that. Then perfect. Uh, the guy that does the nipple and with the drop ear <laughs> ain't right. ever working for me. But anyway, go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. Go oh. ahead. Goat head. So uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so our inventory is is going to be tech specific. Sure. Uh, per vehicle. There are certain things that I do ask my guys to carry. Obviously, all of us w- locally here, almost every toilet rebuild is going to have a fluid master 400 on it or yeah. a pro 45 or whatever the 
variant that you want to find of it. Fluid Master's right. big here. We don't have Corky. We, I mean, we have Corky. Yeah, you just don't see it. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not out at the wholesale houses. So all of the guys, including myself, we've all got a pair of Fluid Master Ballcocks. We use um, the I think it's a Pro Fifty Four or Pro Fifty Four R flapper. Yep. The one that we've got, we carry both the one with the float and one without. Yep. And that's what we carry for floats. You know, you're going to get into a three inch flapper size. We carry, I think, uh, we've carried the, the Toto Universal and I think the Fluid Master Universal in the three inch. Those kinds of things, you know, we'll tell you, hey, that's, that's, this is the stuff that I get. And yeah. I buy that, you know, in bulk. I'll buy a case of it. And then, you know, when I when I find out I'm out of it and I don't have an extra one in the shop, I'll buy a case and then I'll, you know, send the guys a message and say, hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, I only got one. Okay, so I'll, the next morning I'll bring, you know, a pile of stuff in and divvy it out. And, and that's kind of how we keep some of that stock going. Well, so to me, like, so trade specific, right? So now we're talking about plumbing right now. Of course, carpenters might be listening to this and be like, oh, gives a crap. No, here we well, carpenters, <laughs> well, but carpenters could say the same, you know, you could say the same thing like, you know, I never use almond, you know, silicone anymore because it's not 1999 and, you know, everything is either clear, white or black, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And so like, obviously they're going to stop, you know, depending on your trade, you're going to you know, we're, conversation is different, but we're plumbers and, and we do plumbing and heating. So we can talk about this. So like, I do know that a company I used to work for had a couple service guys. I wasn't one of them uh, that would, that only ran service and they did have okay. certain things that were uniformed. And, and I think it makes a lot of sense to me and it's kind of how I do things. So like um, they have a, they would work out a, you know, out of the whole, tote scheme like you know the what are the plastic bins that have like the overlapping interlocking lids like hinged you know what i mean you know i'm talking about like maybe your groceries get delivered yep okay so they would have different sizes of those and and one of them would be written on the outside with marker you know like toilet and like in that box was this going to be if it was fully stocked it'd be the same parts as the other service guys box because basically what they had is they had four of these boxes toilet boxes and there was one on a vehicle, you know, two vehicles, so two on trucks and two in the shop. And the shop person was tasked with the, you know, I'm going to exchange this bin for a one that's been gone through and filled up. Does that make sense to you? And so like this bin, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, it's basically just like this bin is supposed to have these parts in it and I'm going to drop it off at the shop and in, in, in the next you know, day or two, the shop person's going to get to the point of, oh, I got these toilet kits. I need to, you know, inventory real quick. And and basically the, the shop person would just basically dump out the box, see what was in there. Cause there'd all be, eventually there'd be empty packages, crap like that and just refill it. Right. To me, that makes sense. So that's kind of how I do things on my truck. So like I have a box, I have a, I use those, uh, those pack out bins, but I have a pack out bin that has tubular in it and some flex supplies for sinks and toilets and stuff like that. So there's like angle stops, straight stops, a couple tubular items that I know I, I, I won't need, you know, chrome this or that it's always the same stuff kind of like you you know like you said you know like basically you're always using the same kind of things over and over and over and i'm not worried about other people i'm just worried about my own vehicle but i have that one box and they basically have made a standard of like this is what needs to be in this box 
Now my reordering process right. is a whole different, you know, it's, there is no process. <laughs> trust me. It's more of a, Oh crap, I'm out when I need it. But the idea right. is, is I'm kind of building off of that, you know, uniformity thing that my old company, the company I used to work for would do was like that toilet box. You know, like it has to have these parts in it because if you have all these parts, you can do pretty much any normal repair or rebuild or whatever you right. know what i mean and so it sounds like that's what you're doing but to me it's to, to me it would be successful on you know from my point of view my for me it's successful because i've seen it done where basically you have that listed and say this needs to be in this box as long as you have this you're covered for that kind of repair kind of situation right yeah and we take a different approach and I, and i say different because i don't i don't know many the people I talk to, I guess, online or remotely, social media, whatever, that well, I've had discussions with have a different view of how they stock their rigs. It's yeah. mostly basic tools and a lot of material. You know, I've seen guys that have, you know, oh, we got four water heaters on the van. Oh, yeah. And we've yeah. got, you know, faucets and we've got a toilet and we've got all this stuff. So we're ready to go when we get there. And I've kind of reversed rolled on that. And I went, okay, partly I, I understand it. If, if we were a flat rate company that would hundred percent make, uh, make all the sense in the world, because when you show up to a, to do a, uh, to a call and you might have, you know, a water heater call, for instance. Yeah. And you've got a water heater on the truck and you're doing it as a flat rate. You've already won because you didn't have to go get a water heater. You saved an hour or yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. so it's 150 bucks. You said, you know, you, you win on that one. I look at it in that's in a, in a little bit different light that we, we try to stay more flexible. I would rather my guys have all of the technical tools that they're going to need to do every single job that they might come across on the truck. I'd rather those tools take up the space than inventory. Yeah. And part of that is part of that has gone back to me throwing out material because it has been truck destroyed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've bought in Chrome faucets going, you know, we got a good, good buy on them. You know, the monthly special was, yep. you know, the, the, whatever Moen Chateau or the Delta two handle, uh, with a sprayer in the deck. Well, let's buy 12 of them, throw them on the truck. And then I throw seven of them away because they beat them, beat themselves up on the truck because Murphy's law says that if you have faucets on your truck, you won't replace any faucets. Right. And that's the way we roll. Yeah. You know, if I, if I stocked, if I had, let's say Rob's got a van now that's tall enough to hold a water heater in it. If I told Rob, I want you to stock a 50, a 50 gas and a 40 electric, because that's our most common of the two. And you're going to stock those. He wouldn't change a water heater out for six months, <laughs> but, but yeah. $1,100 worth of water heaters would bounce around in his truck for six months. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so we've gone to the point where what are the absolute things that we can, I guess, guarantee that we're going to use. And when, you know, I've, I've learned from that a little bit and I've changed, changed notes a little bit or changed my tune a little. We used to carry... Uh, like Honeywell S8610 U spark ignition controls, you know, the Honeywell universal yeah. spark control box. We used to carry yep. those intermittent yeah. pilot valve, Honeywell universal intermittent pilots, valves, pilot assemblies, and, and, spark, uh, and spark ignitions. Yep. Yep. Spark ignitions. And then we would carry a, a standing pilot gas valve and thermocouples. 
when was the last time you changed out a standing pilot gas valve? Guess what? There aren't very many of them left around. They're getting fewer no, and, and they, further between. As yeah, they should. They don't they don't they don't tend to fail. It's not it's usually the pilot no. assembly. So I yeah. get it. So you yeah, so one of the biggest fears I have as a small little company one guy is to buy inventory of any sort that isn't copper press fittings and you know like <laughs> Uh, yep. gas fittings, you know, that kind of stuff. I'll, I will stock that stuff, but there are a lot of companies out there that do. And, and you, you know, there is, there are inventory systems. You can get into some inventory systems that are part of, you know, your software packages for managing your calls and things like that. There are standalone inventory systems. I've never worked for a company that used an on, you know, it, a shop or truck inventory you know, with the barcode, things like that. I don't have any experience. Have you ever seen that in any of the companies you work for? No, I, one of the things I was tasked with when I was an apprentice or before I was an apprentice, I was a, I was a, like a summer helper or something. No, I, well, I start. I hired on as, as nothing to start oh, with. That's right. No, a, then you worked in the, right. you worked in the office though. Yeah. yeah. I remember. And then when I first got out of the office side of things, I hired on as a metal trades apprentice through the union. And that was, I don't know if that was early on in that program, but it's basically a program that you don't ever evolve. You're a metal trades apprentice and you stay there until you do something different. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a way way to legally pay people less money. (laughs) Right. It's a stepping stone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? It works out. It worked out really well because it got me into the point where I paid into my dues. I paid, I started getting health insurance. I started build, paying into my retirement. Yeah. 18 months before I started my apprenticeship. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it worked out. It wasn't, it wasn't a waste. Anyway, right. during that period, um, we were slow. The boss didn't want to really lay me off, I guess, I, I assume. Um, cause I didn't get laid off. We were slow and he says, okay, here's what we're going to do. We are tired of not being able to find tools. Now this goes on to t- one of, I think one of Tom's other questions about company owned tools and how, how you keep track of them. We got to, we're going to do that in another, we're going to do that hopefully in our next episode though, or very soon, because that's a whole different conversation. Sorry. Sorry. Had, had to interrupt. Yep, that's all right. As I'm, I'll, and I'm going to keep it short. As a metal trades apprentice, the boss man of the company comes to me and says, "Hey, um, we have to figure out some way of keeping track of who's got what. Things like core drills. Yeah, right. You don't need every new construction crew out there to have a core drill in a job box in the back of their truck. Oh gosh, that's no. not the place you want the core drill. Right. You want the core drill to get used and then immediately return to the shop to get dried off and clean. And so somebody else, right." Otherwise, you've got six core drills and you have seven crews and nobody knows where the core drill's at because yeah. the seventh crew is going to need a core drill. Yep. And the other guys are all, you know, five hours from town. Anyway, so we won't go down that road. But anyway, I was tasked on finding a piece of software to manage that. Oh, this is like way, yeah. This is a million years ago. Right. Yeah. How do we check this stuff in? How do you check it out? We're going to put a, 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 a rolling door on the tool crib and it's going to get a padlock. And unless <laughs> the shop guy or the shop boy is around to unlock the tool crib, nobody gets tools. Yeah. Well, you can only, you can imagine what that does when the, the guys come in early to do start the shutdown and they can't get the tools that they need because nobody's at the shop. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we'll go on to that later. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so so tool management is is definitely a thing, but 
that's I I, I kind of lost track of where we were going with this squirrel. Well, I was asking about you, you know, like the barcode inventory kind of yeah. like, had you ever worked for anybody? And you would, you know, that's where you said like, Hey, I start, I kind of started an inventory thing yeah. for that company. Cause that's what they needed you to do. Right. It was, that was a, that was a barcode that we were using for tools for material. No, I've never worked for a company that does that. I've been offered um, with our business. Several of my vendors have offered, "Hey, you know, bring your trucks by. We'll yeah. restock your trucks on Friday night." And yeah. I thought, you know, that's that's really cool. Until it isn't. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know. It, there, there's some things like that kind of raises some little bit of red flags or whatever for me. Uh, mostly because I'm a small business and I don't really see that there's a significant value in having somebody else stock my trucks. Well, there probably is, but I think just realizing the cost and saying I'll do it myself because I've done it myself so right. long, you know, like, yeah. I mean, there's a different level of that. You know, you can do it internally. So there's a local company a friend of mine owns. They've got like a nice four bay, uh, you know, it's like a pole building, like four overhead doors. They pull in. I think it's four. Maybe it's, it doesn't matter. But they, they, I think they could pull like four trucks in, and right. they'll they'll pull them in end of the day, and it is the the job of the shop, dude. Uh, kind of sucks, but you know, like he's got to restock that truck before morning, basically. Right. You know, and so they're doing new construction, so they're and they're housing, so they're stocking uh, PVC waste and vent drain, you know, drain waste and vent fittings and pipe. Like that's like the bulk of what they're stocking. Then I'm sure they're the next level would be, you know, your pecs, you know, tubing and, and fittings, that kind of thing. So like they're doing that. I think every, so the, the vehicles being, you know, kept at the shop instead of at the, the, the plumber's house or whatever. And they're restocking every single night. Right. That's, you know, they've got to try to keep uniform set up. You know, every truck has to have this on it, that kind of thing. You know, that doesn't fit in, you know, first of all, I'd have to hire somebody just to do that for me, which would be <laughs> ridiculous because I park at my own house. But, you know, you you know what I mean? Yep. Like, you know, that's one step. Um, company I used to work for had, you know, 30 plumbers on the road. They, everybody drove their vans home. And right. so they would oftentimes, they were encouraged not to, but they would oftentimes start, you know, start, the day at the shop, they didn't get paid to drive to the shop, but once they left the shop, they were getting paid, that kind of thing, you know, and they would come in and restock what was on their vehicles, but that can be really super inefficient. If you have people, you know, standing around, you know, pulling stuff out of the shop, they might've went to the shop, but the shop was out of what they needed. That kind of thing. To me, it doesn't seem like a very efficient way to restock or inventory your stuff. Right. I think that basically the answer to Tom's, you know, wanting us to discuss this or tell us what we're doing, I think really ultimately it's, it's what's going to work for you and where you're at, like in your business, like you, your steps ahead of me on, you know, having employees and stuff like that. Um, however, like, I think we're kind of doing the same kinds of things, you know, right. like we like to have certain amount of stuff on our van, like that only makes sense for everyone. Like you don't want any things that you're just never going to use. Like I used to do the same thing. Like you said, like, uh, buy the faucets, things like that. Only what I would do is I would do the pre, uh, heating season. Like I'm going to have this many pumps and then, you know, I'm going to have this many gas valves, that kind of thing. And then you get to the end of the heating season. And you're like, I never touched like, honest to God, eight out of 10 things in that box. Like I just didn't ever need them. And right. 
you know, it's universal parts and stuff like, like you were talking about the ignition modules and the gas valves. That stuff ain't anything less than 150 a crack, you know, or a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? And so it's like, like, why not just have one? And, you know, when you need more, you order more because we're, that's the other thing. We're in a, we we're working and living in an age where we can order it today and have it tomorrow. Yeah. And that's yeah. true for a lot of what we do in our business, plumbing and heating. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's some truth to that. I mean, and I just had a, I, I'll call it a rant on my uh, Instagram story the other night about waiting for parts and being like, oh, we don't have that. Why? Yeah, you know, and, know. and some of that is like, okay, well, I guess I got to stock it myself. I mean, so consequently, I went and bought seven hundred dollars worth of PolyPro vent pipe. Yeah, and it's gonna get stocked on the trailer because I can't not have it no i get it but i i guess what i'm saying the old need it tomorrow kind of thing is like yeah i can get a bag of press fittings tomorrow yes in in yep. typical size you know like you know what i mean like the the right. typical thing so carry what i know i need but if i need more i can get them basically is my attitude i know we're right. running up against some things and i think your polypropylene situation is a combination of where you live and covid yep you and I have talked about that privately, but like, yeah, I think you're you're gonna start seeing that product come online, and your your suppliers are gonna stock it. But right now, you're just up against the whole idea that they don't, and then to get it seems, you know, it's an arduous task because COVID. You know, right? Normally, normally, you know, we can get our stuff tomorrow. You know, the normal stuff. I think that's definitely true. That's you know, you kind of lead you you made a comment there about things that you have, you know. Like we we have these things, you've bought them on a on a special, or you bought them in the preheat season. Yeah. And what I've gone to the the point of doing, and we we don't do it as often as we should. We've anybody that's ever worked out of a van or a truck, for that matter, knows that space is an absolute premium. Yeah. You absolutely have to utilize every square inch of that vehicle to the best possible. Yep. You've done an incredible job getting your van set up the way you want it. We just went through that with Rob's van and it's, it's a work in progress. Yeah. I know that you've gotten questions from guys like, Oh, Hey, do you have a set of plans for that? You know, I want to build it exactly like yours or, you know, and I've, I've had people that have like, Oh, what'd you do here? How'd you measure that? How big is that? Yeah. I, I didn't measure those things out. You know, you start building it, you start going and, and it should be a work in progress. It should never, in my opinion, should never be fixed because that your workload is going to change a throughout the year, throughout the week, throughout the the years yep. to come. Yep. You have to be flexible in that that setup. And one of the neat things about building the shelves in Rob's van out of wood in this a- application is the plywood was as expensive as plywood is. I mean, it hurt <laughs> buying yeah. you know five sheets of three quarter you know sanded plywood. Yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, what the heck. But yeah. nonetheless, I currently have, and this is not a knock on Adrian. This is a knock on the installers who put the Adrian steel bins in my two Nissan vans. Yeah. And it might be a knock on Adrian because if they're the ones that told the installer to use red Loctite on every single fastener <laughs> in there, I'd really like to help them find a short bridge and take a leap. Those, those two Nissan vans are functional. I can't move the shelves. The whole point behind the shelves in those vans is they're supposed to have two screws that you pull out of the shelf face. You pop the shelf out and you slide it up two inches and you snap it back in. So you can fit 
you can customize it to fit your boxes, your, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll put packouts in it or something, you know, change it. I can't take the shelves out of it. I can't, I, I physically can't get them out the way that they're built. Um, I've tried drilling the screws out. It's just, uh, yeah. Sell the van. That's <laughs> yeah. by transits. Yeah. <laughs> drive for two new vans. I guess will they stop making that Nissan anyway. So, yeah. well, you Which know, is a bummer. But, yeah. So the modular shelving utilizing all the space in the van, that's super important. And it, it is a work in progress. I've, I've started to think of some different things I want to do in my van set up the way it is right now, even. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you utilizing the space, but I, so the thing I encourage my guys and, and we're coming up on that time of year. Uh, we got a really good jump on it last year because of COVID. Thank you. We had that, you know, couple of weeks where everybody was in limbo, you know, and, we didn't take any time off per se. I mean, we had some slow days for sure. sure, end of March, but a lot of that was utilized in the sense that I told the guys, Hey, you know, I only had two guys at the time. Um, Chris has got a, a big alley next or right behind his house. And he's got a, a garage that he likes to clean his stuff out. And you know what? He can turn the radio on and he can empty everything out of his uh, van into his garage floor yep. and go through stuff. And find out, oh, yeah, hey, look, I got this waste and overflow kit, but it's missing the trim. Yeah. Garbage. Uh, yep. You know, I've got this uh, end outlet waste, but it's missing all the washers. Garbage. You know, get the junk off the van. Yeah. And one of the biggest things you can do for organizational reasons or keeping your head clear is several times a year is go through every shelf on your van. Right. Because what you, what's got, what that's going to do is that's going to walk, you're going to walk into a customer's house. And this could go for every trade out there. You're going to walk into the customer's house or walk into the job site and go, crap, I don't know. Do I don't know if I have that. Right. But if you've, if in the last four months you've gone through your van shelf by shelf and opened every box and looked, you're going to go, Oh, Hey, I got one of those. Or I think I've got one. Let me go out and look. And you know, right. Like, Oh, I put it over here. Yeah. And if it's been five years since you've gone through the deep, dark corner of the van where all the shit lives for better yep. purposes. Yeah. You're not going to know what's there. And that's where you're going to find that that universal gas valve at two in the morning um, on a Saturday night. You're going to go digging around in that deep, dark corner, and you're going to find that universal gas valve that looks like you took it out of something. Yep. And you're going to go, crap, is that new or is that right. you? Yeah. Huh. I wonder if I should put that in. Right. Well, if, if you ever wonder that, the answer is no. The answer is no, exactly. <laughs> right. No, so, that's a good point. That's a really good point. You do have you to stay, by staying on top of that, knowing what's there, you can easily have a, a, a handle on what either A, you need to reorder or order more of, or, you know, yep. also it gives you the idea that you don't necessarily need that. Like you were saying, like, I don't need all these different universal valves, all this kind of stuff you know, preheating season, because by the end of the heating season, I have like half of them left or even more. And you think, well, maybe I'll just right. buy them when I need them kind of thing. And you would probably have that idea yeah. of that for your, just your regular stuff, like fittings, you know, your plumbing, you know, waste and overflows, you know, drain assemblies, things like that. If you're going through it, maybe once a month, maybe you got to do it once a month, you know, maybe you just schedule time. I don't know how you feel as an owner, as an employer, but you know, there's got to be maybe there's got to be some kind of value or, you know, coming up with a scheme like, you know, uh, last Friday or first Monday or something like that. You go take two hours and go through your van and just pay your guys for that. I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea or not. I'd... It It is. I mean, from a from an owner standpoint, if 
it's nice to have a light Friday. Yeah. What I encourage the guys to do, if we do have a light Friday, you know, let's say it's three o'clock or three 30 and Hey, you know what? I'm done with that job. I've, you know, I can't do any more here. Perfect. Go get rid of all the trash that's on your vehicle to go, you know, run by the supply house, run by the shop, wherever. And, uh, I want you to empty out everything on the floor of yeah. the van. Just take it all out. Yeah. Take it all out. If you got a piece of pipe that's under two feet, get rid of it. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. I want it off the truck. You yeah. know, and that's and I, I I mean from a from an owner standpoint, that's stupid because now I you know let's say it's a piece of one inch copper. Yeah, maybe keep the two foot piece of one inch copper if it's right. clean. Right. You know, is it presentable? Is it something we can sell? You know, if it's beat up, get rid of it. Right. Because I don't want it. The customer, you know, we don't. You don't want to go to a show up to the job. And go, oh, hey, uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to put this, uh, we're going to change out your water softener. Yeah, and here's this piece of, uh, this three-foot piece of Type L copper that you have that's completely brown. Right. You know, because right. it's been rattling around under the seat or under the underneath all of the other pipe for four yeah. years and you found it. Get rid of it. Recycle it. Get it out of there. Well, so it sounds like you're you're doing it not you're not scheduling it, but you're encouraging them to do that as often as they can, yeah. or when it seems to make it be appropriate. Right. And yeah. maybe some companies have to schedule and just say, like, look, you you know, we can't rely on you to do this if we don't tell you to do it. So, you know, this day you're yeah. going to do that. So we used to. So the company I used to work for would have. We've talked about this in the past, but we'd ha- they'd have a monthly shop meeting, and at that shop meeting. They would do there's it's so funny because it's like grade school, but they would have one of the owners would be going through the back of everybody's van and the cab. They'd open up. He'd, he would open up the cab, look, then he'd walk in the back and it's like doing an inspection, inspection. on yeah. the vehicles that he <laughs> owned, by the way. Um, and you had, you know. Well, they had That's a rule. Nobody, yeah, they had a rule. Nobody was allowed to smoke in the vehicles, but you knew when people smoked it, you know, obviously. And so he'd be yeah. on top of that. And he'd look, you know, some guys were pack rats. They'd have like a whole box of something when they only really needed to have a couple, that kind of thing. And yeah. they'd try to stay on top of that. So basically, this here's how I handled the shop meeting and the van inspection. I knew it was coming up next week. That Monday morning was the shop, you know, that was, that was it. And so what I would do is I would, before leaving a job, we did new construction. So uh, before, there was a dumpster on every job site, right? And I would go walk through the back right. of my van and I'd be like, oh, it's Friday, Thursday, whatever, before the shop meeting that next Monday. And I just start chucking, right? Cause of you are going to, you are going <laughs> to accumulate junk. And I'm not saying I was wasting the company's. Yep materials i would would not do that absolutely not i would set aside the stuff that could be reused and i'd bring it back to the shop but you can bet i'd roll into that shop meeting and i'm not kissing anybody's ass here i'm just not looking for an argument with the boss so i'd roll into that shop meeting floor my van is swept out you know the sill at the door you know the side door (laughs) you know where you kept all your cans of glue and stuff like that was all clean and like damn near wiped out with a rag you know and i didn't i didn't smoke or anything so my cab in my van was always honestly the cab in my van was always pretty spotless i always had a a little garbage can in there things like that but you know what i never had to uh i never had to get talked to about having a dirty truck but i suppose looking back i was kind of doing that you know i wasn't necessarily doing inventory as much as i you know, probably should have been, but it gave me an idea what was in my van because I was cleaning it out at least once a month. 
and I don't remember ever having yep. an issue. But you know, new construction is different too because they were sending out. You know, they had a delivery driver. They're bringing out my materials to the job, that kind of thing. I didn't have to rely on inventory in my van as much as you might think. So, yeah. Well, and so when I when we first started, well, I, I guess it was when I was driving the, one of the vans uh, before I handed it off to one of the guys. I had a, I don't know, it was like an eight by 12 whiteboard that was screwed to the end of the bin, you know, one yep. of the Adrian steel yep. bins in there. So this whiteboard screwed in there and, you know, you walk out to the job, you know, you're in the, at the job site and you, you walk out to the van and you're like, oh, I need, I need a couple of half inch sweat nineties and you dig through the bin and you're going in there and okay, here's, here's my sweat nineties. Oh crap. I don't have any 45s. Right. Oh, yeah. Give you yeah. an idea how long ago that was. Old, yeah. old school. Yeah. Well, but so you could write it down then. Yeah, you write it down on the on the dry erase board, and then when you hit the supply house, you open up the side of the van. You're like, oh, I need these six items. Yeah, that's a really easy way of doing it. It's super cheap. I mean, you can pick up those whiteboards at Target or Staples or whatever for ten bucks, probably. Yeah. Now, I'm going to give you the tip that's even cheaper and easier to do <laughs> is there's this really cool app. It's called Google Keep. Yeah, A E E P, like keep. It's like digital post-it note. I've preached this for the last 27, eight episodes, probably in a good number of them. Go download the app. Even if you have an Android, if you have an iOS, uh, an Apple phone, it works everywhere. Yeah. And the cool thing is it's it's cloud-based. So it your information's out there. So if you're going to store bank account numbers on it, probably find something different. Yeah. Uh, but the thing about that is, is that in this day and age, there are very few opportunities where you are standing at the job site and you don't have your phone with you. Right. I mean, right. It's all, yeah. it, we all do. We all have a phone in our pocket. Some of us have two, whatever. Take your phone, open up your Google keep note and start a, a for the van, for the truck, for this job. And we, uh, you know, like, so for instance, tomorrow, Rob and I are going to go start a, a boiler install. When we get there in the morning, one of the first things that one of us is going to do is create a keep note for us to use and we'll share it with the other guy. Yeah. And as we're going through the job, I don't have to tell him, Hey, will you add this to the list or Hey, uh, where's the cardboard list at? You yeah. know, cause yeah. we're writing it on a sheet of card or a chunk of cardboard box flap or whatever. We right. don't have to do that. I just add it. He sees it. I add it. He's, you know, whatever it, it's easily synced back and forth. One of us is going to take a, a supply run or one of us is going to call in the order for tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. And we've got the whole list on the job. Now, the way we've implemented that for van or vehicle stock is the same way. They have their own list. They don't have to share it with me because I don't really care what they buy. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, this is the, these are the things that I want to have on the van. You can go for it. If it's going to make you more productive, great. You know, to don't, yeah. you know, if, if you're going to use one drop ear 90 on a shower valve, and we're going to do one shower valve a month. Don't go buy fifty of them, right? You right. know, I mean, be sensible about buy ten, buy five, sure. whatever. Right. You know, I mean, make it make it reasonable. And I I want them to utilize the space on their vehicles as best as possible. Now that said, I know that these Nissans are not nearly as organized as that Transit van, primarily because I've just put ten years worth of experience trying to organize a vehicle into building the shelves in that van. Right. And there's certain things that you go, okay, you know what we use a lot of wood screws, you know, we use tons of wood screws. I don't need 15 pounds of number four, four inch number tens. No, 
I know I want two of the little pack out organizer bins of one inch screws, two of them of two and a half and one of three or four inch screws. Right. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. Basically it's common sense and looking at what you use regardless of the kind of work you do and just staying on top of that. So really kind of, that seems like the kind of to sum it all up. It seems to me, I don't want to say it's grassroots or like not professional. What's it? I'm no, I'm at a loss for words here, but basically it's, you know, if you're going to go about this yourself and you're going to use, you know, basic tools like your keep note, your Google keep note that, that helps you cloud base. Like I use notes on my, I have a iPhone, you know, I use notes because then I can open it up on my computer, stuff like that. And it's probably not as cool as keep notes. I'll have to check that out. I'm, I know you've brought it up in the past and I haven't never really looked at it, but I should look at it. But either way, you know, having that digital, not having to, like you said, look for the cardboard or whatever, having that available, staying on top of it regularly. It seems to be the the overall what I'm taking away from our discussion is you just have to you you, you can't expect that you're going to be efficient if you're not spending time on efficiency. Does that make sense? Like, I think you just get lucky. I think I got lucky that I could assemble enough parts on that radiator repair and like i said not how i wanted to do it but i had it and it took me 15 minutes of digging in my van to figure out how to do this <laughs> with what i had and it sounds ridiculous because it was and and it and here's why it was just half inch fittings and stuff like it was really basic stuff and uh yep. two different types of pipe that was basically the hurdle i was up against but not having the right fittings because i had not recently you know inventoried anything and you know i'll the i'll the excuse i will use is this a it was my fault but we've been working like seven days a week and I did that. And I'm also talking about a project that I had to, you know, run what I brung. Like we talked about the opening here, yep. uh, on a Saturday, mind you. So it wasn't like top of mind to make sure that, uh, you know, I had to have everything in stock on my vehicle. I mean, whatever, it's my fault. It's interesting that, that you see people that aren't, aren't, um, always in service. I guess guys that that do a lot more install, yeah. Where your where timing is not as big an issue generally on the install side of things, and, and I think this would go for any any trade as well. On the install side of things, there's probably tomorrow that you could go get parts, right? 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 There's probably <laughs> next week when we're back at this job again, or or whatever, what have you. And on the service side of things, there's a lot of times where you got to get pretty creative, yeah, and. There are times when somebody's going to walk in after you and go, "Oh, holy cow! Look at this hack! Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy was that guy was out there. What a what a piece of garbage this guy was! You know, well, and, I mean, and you I, look at it and go, "Well, wait a minute! What did he have at his disposal? And right. what time of day was it? Right, right. You know, well, yeah. And, hey, I put that I put that repair out there on Instagram. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it was very brief. You couldn't yeah. quite make out what I put in there, but it, I mean, it was it was a you know, yeah, it was a hack, yeah. I guess. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Was, it, was that a was that a shark bite press adapter? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> oh boy, no, no. Although I was, I, you know, that was just it. Like I didn't even have a a push fitting. Like I didn't right. even have one of the, like I did not have. I was not prepared to make a very simple repair. Yeah, I'll just admit that. There's a hashtag that uh, Tim. 
Tim uh, from Awesome Framers on Instagram. If you don't follow him, you need to. He's hilarious and super smart, and they make awesome content. But Tim posts a while back, and he, he uses it, and I try to use it too. It's a hashtag called uh, Post Your Mistakes. And I use it. I'll admit that, you know, not everything is perfect. And let's, I mean, why would I pretend that I, first of all, I wouldn't pretend that I am perfect, but not everything is great. And sometimes you can use that hashtag just to be like, Hey, look, you know, I did this. It's not, or here I'm back fixing something that I did and here post, you know, hashtag post your mistakes. (laughs) Oh, that's a little off topic topic. Well, we're pretty good at being off topic. I'd like to wrap this up though. What do you think? You know, I mean, I don't know if we, fully answered Tom's questions, but we talked about a lot of different ideas. Yep. I, I I think, yeah, I think you're right. I, I hope that we answered a few questions. Certainly if we didn't, Tom hit us up in the DMS again and say, Hey, you know, you guys like almost touched on the thing I was hoping you would answer. And then you just (laughs) squirreled away on something else. Cause we do that a lot, but I, we, I personally, our vehicles are very light on material inventory. Uh, fittings, we got plenty of fittings. My personal truck, I bet that, or that not my personal truck, my work truck has press fittings, brass fittings, steel fittings, copper, that cut, no sweat fittings anymore. None, not even None. one. Yeah. Uh, I have pecs and I have like an inch and a half P trap PVC like a glue trap, a two inch and a sand tee of each size up to two inch. That's it. And some couplings and some fern coes and some no hub bands there. It's, it's super basic plumbing stuff that I'm carrying there because I don't do that work anymore. Those kinds of plumbing calls, my guys are, that's I'm shucking those guys off to do that kind of work. That's, you know, primarily I'm going off to do, you know, a controls job or something that might be, you know, a little bit more technical. So I enjoy those kinds of jobs. So guess what? I'm on the top. I get to do those. Yeah. Um, not, not that the other work is, you know, lesser or whatever, but it's, it's going to go that, that kind of work is going to go towards them. So I, I have gone to the point where I want to keep a truck full of tools because I can't go buy the tools at Ace Hardware. Right. You know, I, I can to some extent, but I want the technical tools on the truck that uh, physical space on the truck is more valuable for tools than it is for material. Right on. That's, right on. that's my, my thought. Well, yeah, if we didn't answer your questions or, or if we just rambled on, like we are pretty good at doing and you want to hear more, shoot us show ideas or questions about what we've talked about on a show. Uh, we've gotten some really great feedback on Instagram through our DMS and some emails. Uh, we really appreciate that. Andy's usually keeping a, good eye on the email which is make trades great again at gmail.com uh you can reach andy on instagram at mick m-i-c-k underscore plum p-l-u-m-b and you can reach me at mechanical hub on instagram uh and then of course our website mechanical hyphen hub.com so please check us out there posting uh all kinds of industry information job site reviews of tools and you name it, it's happening on mechanicalhub.com. Uh, one thing we forgot to to mention, Andy. So we took a little time off, and uh, we are coming back with a sponsor for the show. So uh, moving yes. forward, you're gonna hear, yeah, you're gonna hear some uh, some information from our sponsor. 
Uh, we, we want to give a shout out to Bradford White uh, Water Heater Company out of Michigan. American made water heaters. Cool. That's all the commercial I got for them right now. I need to talk to them and see what, you know, we got to have somebody from Bradford White on someday, I think. That would be cool. It would be. All right, man. Well, have a good week, huh? You as well. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, man.